just wanted to speak a note. I just wanted to echo a note into the understanding of, of us born again believers. And one thing I had to learn for myself, you know, for, for years I battled with things and, you know, and I would be sorry, I would be remorseful, I would be I would be sorry for what I would do and what I have done. You know, there's, there's a difference between being remorseful and repentance. And it took me a long time to understand that, that you have to cross over from remorse into repentance. You see, you can stop doing something physically and may not have to bear the physical continuous shame of doing something over and over and over again, but it does not mean that your heart has left that place. It doesn't mean that your, your will is not centered in that very thing itself. See, that's why Lot's wife according to the word of God, turned into a pillar of salt because she looked back. Her heart was still in Sodom and Gomorrah. So she lingered, looked back. She stopped going forward, stopped going towards God and paused and turned around and looked back. Her heart went back. Because God told them, don't turn around. Don't look back. Go forward. Don't stop. Leave what you left there behind. In your heart. In your mind. In your spirit. See, for a long time I was sorry. But I'd find myself going back to doing the same thing. Many times I would be crying out for mercy. But I'd go back to doing the same thing that I was doing. And then I had to realize something. I had to cross over from being remorseful, being sorry to repentance. I didn't know how to cross over that bridge. The one day, I love a one day story because it happens one day. I read something in a book and I had read it before, before, before it over. I had read it and heard it. But some reason, somehow, this time, when I read it, when I heard it, something went on, a light went off. In my mind, in my spirit. And I realized something. To be sorry for something. To be remorseful for something is one thing. 
what repentance has to do with the blood of the Lamb. See, I had to understand that I needed repentance. I needed to be more attached to the flesh and blood of repentance. See, within the blood of Christ, there is repentance. That repentance is applied into your bloodline, into your spiritual bloodline, is the spirit of repentance. That's the hope that a born-again believer has, in my opinion, against those of the world. Those of the world don't have that spirit of potential repentance in their spirit. Because the flesh and blood of Christ has not reached that place. So you can be sorry for what you do, who you are, how you act, how you talk, what you feel, but never change your mind and your heart about it itself. Because there is no relationship to repentance. Are we talking about born again believers? I'm not, see, this message is not to the world. I'm not preaching to those that don't claim to know Christ Jesus. I'm not speaking to those that don't want to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not talking to those who, who have abandoned the faith and modernized the belief and supersized and supersonic the blessings of God and made them into a, a formula that you can apply, treating God like a, a cookbook, a cookbook of blessings. Oh, I know you. I hear your voice all around. I remember when, when it got prominent, the type and style of preaching that changed the way believers think about God. It was a time we came to God humbly, on our hands and knees, asking for forgiveness. That's how we all came to church for the most part. Coming to church, coming to church, seeking Christ's voice. Seeking his ways. He was the center of church life. And then I remember one Sunday, unfortunately like it was yesterday, walk into the church. There's an eye staring at me. Some man holding an eye, a camera eye, all in my face. Hold down. I'll see what chapter I'm reading from so they can put it on the screen to show the world how involved I am. Church then became a place of images to project out into the world. And the carnality of men took over the churches. 
the wave swept away the sincerity in most places. Now everybody, all the little small churches got aspirations now, see? <laughs> At first you was just happy to serve the people in that community and they had a relationship with you and they, you all got together and everybody knew everyone and it was family. And, and the goal was to present Christ to this little group of individuals as best that person could in lifestyle and in message. And then this eye came in and that little same little church that served the community well, that was a cornerstone in many ways of those people's life. Got ambitious. Now, more people can hear my message. Now, more people can be saved by, isn't that a good thing? So let's invest in this eye. And this, let's bring this all-seeing eye into our home, into our churches, into our life. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, the believing world became seduced and slowly worship changed because see now we're on a schedule, see. I remember the time you would go to church if the Holy Spirit didn't release worship, <laughs> you might worship and then go home. I remember time, there would be healing lines, prayer lines. And yes, church was a place to go. And spend some time with your family. That's what church was about, spending time with the family. It was family time. And ambition. I ain't saying anything wrong with ambition if you, you steer it properly. You know, you know there's some ambitious drug dealers. <laughs> some ambitious crooks. Ambitious fornicators, adulterers, ambitious, looking for opportunities. And spread your horizons. And that marked the beginning of the end of the church age, hallelujah, 
Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, oh, Lord Jesus, you just made it plain to me. Let me take my shoes off. I might be on holy ground. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, that marked the end of the church age. The church age is over. I'm not saying people are not still coming into the body of Christ, but the church age is over. God ain't striving with you over churches like that anymore. We've entered into the kingdom age. That's how I know this message that's buried in my spirit is important to the body of Christ because we're in this kingdom age. And what's inside of you, a kingdom with laws, with principles, with statutes. You got to get the principles of the kingdom age in your conscious mind. And you ain't got to worry, wait on me to preach them to you or tell them to you. They're in your spirit. Open up the doors of your spirit, man. Open up the doors of your spirit, woman. And let the Holy Spirit out and have some influence over your life. And you sit down. Sit your arrogant self down. Self-will. Come under obedience of my spirit. Self-will. You have to bring yourself under the obedience of your spirit as your spirit fellowships with the Holy Spirit that dwells in the kingdom of God that lives in you. You are holy building built up by the Lord, fashioned by a master craftsman of the Holy Spirit in your spirit. There's a kingdom in you, born-again believer, and we're in the kingdom age. That's why I'm not preaching church. And if you run across somebody still preaching you church, run from them. That's where the Antichrist going to live. He's going to dwell in churches. We're in the kingdom age. See, he won't be talking about the kingdom. Don't worry. I'm just 15 minutes in. I may not feel the need to keep going further because you know I done lost my mind. You know he must be crazy. Half the time, I don't even know what he's talking about. I'm a born-again believer. I don't know what this man is talking about when he's talking about the spirit of the living God living in you. You don't know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about a kingdom being inside of your spirit. You don't know what I'm talking about when I'm saying that God himself came and dwelt in your spirit in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus Christ. You don't know what I'm talking about, born-again believer. Who been feeding you? Who been feeding you? Who been feeding you? The world.
the Christian world. When the eye came in it. We almost put 40 years into this eye being in the church. You need to be re-evangelized, body of Christ. You need to be saved, born again believer. You need to come home, prodigal son believer. You need to uh, go from remorse and sorrow to repentance, born again believer, which is a man. Take hold of the man, Christ Jesus, that's inside of you and repent in your heart. And turn away. What you're missing anyway? More sorrow. More pain, more agony, more ways to frustrate the Holy Spirit that's living inside of you. You know, many born again believers create new ways to frustrate God. I heard some bells just go off. <laughs> I don't know if that was a the bell telling me that's a, a you didn't reach the goal on this one. Come on in. I'll send you back out later. 